0: Joygasm, the video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, he is Steve, and we will always love you in episode 291 today, October 6th, 2022. We actually originally planned on having this episode be dedicated to Overwatch 2. However, it has been impossible, so impossible, I would even dare to say impossible, to be able to get in and play the game. So we are actually going to punt that particular topic to next week so that hopefully within the next seven days, we will actually have some luck getting in and and playing Mm. the game and report back to all of you. In the interim, however, there has been a number of pretty big events that have unfolded predominantly in the game industry. So we are going to be... And movie industry, Russ. A little, yeah, a little bit. But the game industry especially was just like, whoa. Um, hmm. We're going to be able to talk a bit about that before going into our topic of the day, which is the Deadpool 3 announcement, which you can fast forward to if you are so inclined. Steve, what?
1: Happy Thursday to you, good sir. Ah, happy Thursday night. Happy Friday Eve. Friday Eve. Oh, Mm.
0: oh my. Mm. Mm. I like the shirt you're wearing. It likes you too, Russ. It's very on brand.
1: It, oh. Matches. (laughs) Matches. <laughs> hmm. The it blues. End. It does. End. Saying there Russ,
0: what's that? You know what I'm saying. I do. I know exactly what you're saying, Steve. Uh, what have you been
1: playing/slash watching as of late? Well, Russ, I've been trying not to die with uh Melania all over again, uh, and Elden Ring. Melania. 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 Yes. Uh, sort of. Michaela. Hand of Michaela. Arm of Michaela. Wipe in the floor with you, Michaela. Yeah, I just figured I'd farm for a bit more. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm what still, level are you right now? I'm at level 245. Oh
0: come on! You can't take <laughs> her out at that
1: level. Well, I I still don't have it's. It, I'm I'm still a physical like you know melee. You're like get up in your face, kind of slap you around. Of course. And it, I'm only taking off like beep, little little bits of here and there. At level 245. Yes. All the other bosses I've come across, it's been like ka chunk, ka chunk, ka chunk. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you were bragging about, like, how
0: you felt, like, all-powerful That's your right, journey number two.
1: Yeah, uh, until I got to her. That's where it all just came to a crashing halt. Ah,
0: gave you a little bit of the old humble vibes, uh, eh? Oh,
1: boy. Anyway, <laughs> so I almost have... I just put my intelligence to 24, right? So I'll have you know. mm. Uh My arcane at level 10, I believe. Uh-huh. And I'm almost at, um, with my faith at level 24. I see. Opens up a wide variety of weapons. But
0: you are, in fact, a walking armory, aren't you, Steve? <laughs>
1: That's right. Well, I am wearing weaker armor. Uh, oh. Honestly, I am wearing weaker armor. To challenge myself. Oh sure. Uh, I mean, I already have you know maxed out weapons and strength and whatever. But I figure, you know what? I'd, I'd be doing myself a disservice if I didn't put on some weaker armor and kind of look a little bit different. You You're overburdened,
0: aren't you? No, you must use more of a lighter
1: armor in order to. Uh, well, I can be nimble, somewhat agile. I can, I can jump over that candlestick, Russ. But do you flop around like a sack of bricks when you land, Steve? No, no, oh. well, that's good, Steve. No. Oh. Anyhow, mm. before my wife uh, took a trip to Canada, Russ, yeah, um, and we, the whole family got COVID. <laughs> we uh we watched Toy Story one, two, and three night after night after night, one after the other. Those are good movies, and uh, still good movies, Russ. And uh, but I I will double down. Oh. On what I said about Toy Story Four, which will you is... take the physical challenge as well, Steve? No, I can't hold up. Russ. <laughs> um, Toy Story Four is more of like, like an epilogue to we've been through this. Before. I know. I'm just reiterating. Like it ended with three. Uh-huh. It ended with three it it hits you in the feels everything is closed up at you know, like it, nothing no, no other movie should have been released after that or if it did it was should have been straight to DVD nothing on the big screen russ uh-huh and um anyhow so we watched them all back to back and it was fantastic but did you watch the fourth one as well or no you- yeah i've shown her the, the fourth one no, but- we we yeah we, uh-huh. watched huh. we watched it later on we watched it later on Still just not as good, Russ. which one does she like? Uh out of one. Definitely not four. Oh. Um, I'm not sure which one is her favorite. Did four give her the creeps? No. Oh. It just wasn't as fun or funny. Oh. I mean, what's fun about your toys running off into the hills and making a life together? I like Toy Story Four. Yeah, Russ. <laughs> well, no one likes you. Oh. <laughs> Uh, like suddenly, everything oh makes boy. so much more sense now. now. Awkward. <laughs> uh, so, anyhow, that's uh, that's that's basically been it. I, I every time I want to pop something else back in that I haven't finished up yet, I always kind of go back to Elden Ring or we watch a movie or something. Excellent. And uh, and yeah, oh. about it, Russ. Well, hey, that's
0: <laughs> that's nice. A little bit of Elden Ring, a little bit of. Toy Story, it Mm. sounds like a nice little week of goodness. Yeah. In my situation, Steve, I have continued watching Andor. Uh So I have watched both episode four and five that have been released. Mm. And I'm, you know, I'm definitely enjoying the show more. Oh, yeah. It is still very much a slow burn, though. You know, uh, they're doing the classic, like, you know, if if you could picture the show as a chessboard with all these pieces on it, you can tell that the creators are having a a good time kind of setting these pieces in motion, but they haven't actually taken any pieces off the board yet, but you Mm. know there's going to be some kind of big sequential domino falling effect or Mm. something like that.
1: Yeah, I saw, actually, you're right, I saw episode four. Okay, I didn't see five, but I saw four. What did you think of four? Uh... Similar. Um, I like the, uh, what's the dude's name? Who's kind of the older character who drops him, who uh, picks him up, drops him off. He was kind of like the, not the ringleader, but he's kind of associated. I know who you're talking about. I don't know the, his, it's Stellan
0: is, is the actor's actual name, but I yeah. don't know, remember what his character name is.
1: Anyway, I like that scene where he drops off Andor. Mm-hmm. Cassian. And Cassian, thank you. And, uh, and... He Meets this woman, and but before then, though, they have this little interaction, this little talk back and forth. And I really like the talk, Russ. Well, when they're on the ship, uh, no, when they're in the grass. Oh, uh, the dude and the chick, like can he's explaining, like, you know, it's got to play by my rules kind of deal. I like that whole sequence, Russ. Are you talking about like when he lands and he's talking to the
0: woman outside? As yeah, Christine he says is for inside, yeah, the he ship. says,
1: Wait in the ship, I'm gonna to go talk to okay, yeah, what's her face? Gotcha,
0: yeah. I was having to hone in a bit on that. I wasn't sure if you were talking about the dialogue. I like the dialogue between Stellan's character as well as Cassie when they were on Stellan's ship and he was going through uh, uh, light speed and everything. And, and
1: that was good too. Had a bit of a, a conversation there, which was which was interesting. Passes something uh, pretty cool along to him. Also, I thought that was kind of neat.
0: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. How that's gonna obviously
1: it's gonna be significant.
0: Mm. Uh, I just haven't really figured that part
1: out. Yeah. yet. Yeah, so you're almost halfway through with it. Almost. Yeah, or h- halfway through of the series. Yeah, the whole series. Yeah, In DC. But it's jacking up to something.
0: It is, and actually, one of the things that I really like about the show, the more I watch it, is that there is less of an emphasis on Cassian Andor, um, and more of kind of like a world building quality to the show where it's like they're starting to bring in these other characters they're introducing more we're not quite sure like what all of their individual motives are but they're clearly setting up i mean like even having that one security person who like really bungled the whole like going down and dealing with the the riffraff kind of stuff um you know he's not out of the picture he's back in episode five so i have a feeling he's probably going to be there for the entire season mm. as well as some of these other players. So that and my hope is is that as we continue moving forward that Cassian plays a part in the whole thing but that the story in the world itself is so much bigger than Cassian like instead of it being like this kind of character study microcosm of like only Cassian and or like this is definitely feeling more like the Rogue One movie where like you got to bounce from planet to planet. You saw how the Empire was consolidating power. There was just more of that real sense of organic live ecosystem that was going on in the the world of Star Wars that wasn't limited to just one character. So mm. I, I, don't know, I, I hope that they continue going down that path. Nice. I was also playing some Cyberpunk 2077. There have been some pretty sizable drops. Updates. Yeah, yeah these, these DLC updates that have come along. The most recent one, I want to say, was like over 30 gigs. And actually, I, I think the the last two or three drops um, <clears throat> have been around the same size. Like, they, there's been these really sizable uh, hmm. updates that are going on. So, did that. It's been a while since I've actually played the game, though, because I've been playing Elden Ring and playing horizon forbidden west and whatnot so i was a bit rusty as to like well all the buttons were did but then um after a a bit a little bit Hmm. a teensy bit ah i was much more comfortable remembering how all this stuff works and i gotta say they have added quite a few new things i mean like one of the things i was exploring was the fact that they now have multiple apartments that you can purchase throughout Night City. It's not just the one apartment that you had when the game first was released. Mm-hmm. You now have these different places. I ended up buying my second apartment in the Corpo District, Steve. For mm. I think I believe it was about fifty-five thousand eddies. So definitely cool. the The layout is different, more posh looking than my previous digs. But mm. uh, yeah, they've got all kinds of uh, different outfits now. One of the neat Features is that you can now transmog um, different types of outfits. So, like for instance, if there is a particular outfit that you like the style of, you can actually I think I believe you can transfer like like say for instance you have like a legendary outfit with all these ah. like, great specs and stuff, transfer it over to the outfit that you like better, and then suddenly that one becomes like a legendary, uh, you know, class. Legendary threads. Yeah. Which mm. I think it's like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. And you can do things like when you're in your apartment, for instance, mm. you can actually update your hairstyle. Like in, in the, the initial game, it's like you had to kind of build your character first, and then you were pretty much locked in more or less with like how your character looked. Now there's a whole lot more flexibility in terms of if you want to change up mm. some of uh, the way your character looks and whatnot, which I, I mean, again, I appreciate. and that's that's honestly part of what they advertised in some of the pre-rendered cinematics leading up to the game's release if you recall like you saw people like you saw like some of the females as they like change the color of like their nails or changing their eyeshadow color or their hair or whatever you know like it was very much uh demonstrated as like a a way of life
1: Ah. within night cities too so pretty much any mirror i think you could do that can't you Am I wrong? I want to say it's only within
0: your apartments that you can do that. But Mm. I don't know that to be 100% the case. Maybe, well, yeah, Mm. because that doesn't make any sense. Like, if you walked into a bathroom and you could just randomly do that, no, (laughs) that doesn't work that way. But, no, I'm glad to be back in there. I'm glad to be playing the game. Um, And I need to continue going down. Yes, yes, you do. I'd beaten the game once on PC. Mm -hmm. I've got another... um, character altogether on xbox Mm -hmm. that i've been biding my time with until they've made these huge updates the dude no the i have a female for my second one who's the nomad Ah. my first playthrough i was the the guy i
1: um Mm. i was playing as a street kid mr v mr v instead of miss v exactly Mm. indeed steve so so on your second playthrough did so do you have to go through the whole beginning sequence again? Uh, like, you know, when you rescue that one person out of the tub, mm. do you have to do that all over again? Or is it, you start in a whole different spot? Well, okay. So I've resumed where I left off with the Xbox
0: version because I, I was actually playing it for a while. And mm. what I ended up doing was that, that I realized that the, at the time, the Xbox version didn't have all the bells and whistles yet. Like, you know, it was still based off of like the older hardware, right? They didn't have anything yet for the Xbox series X. And so I was thinking, okay, well what I'll do then is because I've already played through the game once I'll just go around and do all these like side hustles, these side gigs and stuff, level up my character, but don't play hardly any of the main quest. Really? Even some of the, I was to say most of the the side quests. And as a result was nice is that, I've been able to, I think, um, uh, my character currently is, well, there's, there's two parts to the leveling system. If you recall, there's kind of the main level, um, which she's at right now. I think, I believe I have her around 35 Mm. and I want to say the caps at 50, Mm. if I'm not mistaken. And then there's another number that's based on like, I think reputation or something. That one is already maxed out because of the sheer amount of side gigs I've been doing. So that one's already at 50. Mm. And that's awesome because I that has enabled me to basically. Um tailor and customize if you recall you know all those different ability trees that you go into and you can figure out you know like well, how do you want to customize and, and tailor your character in terms of like you know do you want them to be a weapon specialist do you want them to be um, more of like a ninja melee katana wielding badass do you want to be a net runner do you want to have more of like a fisticuffs like street brawler type of thing yeah there's lots, there's just many 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 different uh approaches to all that stuff do you hmm. so yeah it's been it's been fun i gotta say too what's nice about it is that um there are a few really large titles right now of course you know um elden ring was one of the the really big ones this year put a lot of time into that you're putting even more time in that now yeah there's also Horizon Forbidden West, which I'm still making my way through, really enjoying that one. But even like being able to bounce over to Cyberpunk 2077 again and continue playing where, where I left off on that. I've always been a big fan of that game, uh, bugs and all. And now the game is just way more stable. Although I will say that there was one instance where the game crashed on me. Nice. <laughs> it
1: just straight up froze and kicked me out to the Xbox dashboard. I think the game that I had most crashes with is Forza. Really? No matter which Forza game it is, I've, that's crashed on me. If I'm playing 3, it's crashed. If I'm playing Horizon 4, it crashes. If I'm playing Horizon 5, it crashes. like, oh, we just playing, and then it'll go, and then the screen will go green. And it'll just bring up the dashboard. I right. doing so well. I think I've only Man. had Forts crash on me maybe twice. Oh, way more for me. This is interesting, Steve. Way more. <laughs> well. Anyway, that's what's new with me.
0: I say we go, we go down this list. Let's do it, Ross. So the first item I have. Speaking of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, so CD Projekt Red has been in the news as of late. Mm-hmm. First was the the drop that we were mentioning earlier, but then also they had a series of announcements where basically they have like five different games all in development. I don't know if they're necessarily going to be tackling it simultaneously, or if this is just going to be kind of a, a sequential thing. Like, you know, all the team will just start on, on this particular one, then they'll move to the next one. I don't know. But within that, I mean, they were talking about how they were going to do a whole other Witcher trilogy and in addition to the Witcher trilogy they were also going to do another standalone Witcher game and then on top of that they were doing a Cyberpunk 2077 sequel that like continues down like the story which I was very excited to hear about and then I think they were talking also uh about like maybe some other up, like big updates that they're going to support for the current Cyberpunk 2077 game.
1: Yeah, I thought, I thought I read something about they were starting The Witcher 4, but it's not going to have anything to do with Geralt. And then I also read something earlier today that said that um, they're making a couple, well, I think they're outsourcing a couple of The Witcher games, yeah, like the whole new series, um, but they're not necessarily going to make it or have 100% to do with it, mm-hmm. uh, which I thought was kind of surprising. Since that's like kind of like their uh, their bread and butter.
0: Yeah, I again it it was a new announcement. Definitely was making waves. I I really don't know too much about it, but I I mean, it's like I'm I'm not surprised, but yet I'm really glad to hear the news regardless. Yeah, so, and then you actually turned me to the other news of how one of the well the joint CEO Marcin right. uh, what, what's his last name oh, Winski? Yeah, sure. How he's stepping down after
1: thirty years. Stepping down, he's gonna be like on the, he's gonna be more of a consultant to the team, or like or like on the board of directors kind of deal. So he's still gonna be like minor involved, but you know he someone else has assumed his position. Now, did he
0: say why specifically he was stepping down? I mean, was it just like nerves or
1: and being stressed out or what? He just said he felt like, uh, like basically he was on the, he was on top, like he. he been doing it for a long, long time and it was a good time to let someone else take the reins and to assume this other position and so that's what he did. Uh, I mean essentially, I mean that's paraphrasing but if I recall, I believe he was the one
0: who kind of became the face during the whole Cyberpunk 2077 debacle. Like I remember there being multiple videos of him looking very fatigued and tired as if he hadn't slept in days and was just trying to do damage control between the fans who were disappointed and the shareholders of CD project red, who were basically pressuring the team to get this game out before it was ready to come out. Yeah. And I do think that the announcements that we just talked about do kind of coincide with his announcement as well, just because I don't think he wants to be uh, in that position when all these things are going down simply because I think, That last situation
1: probably took years off his life because he was just so stressed. Yeah. Well, uh, I think... What may have happened was, uh, you know, CD Projekt Red kind of came out of nowhere with the uh, The Witcher series, yeah. And then at, by Witcher three, everybody knew who they were, and they were looking forward to the next game that was out. And then the hype was up, you know, was turned up to eleven. And then regarding Cyberpunk, and then Cyberpunk comes down, comes out, and then everyone's hype goes to one. And uh, and yeah, I believe he was the guy who was out going Like we're fixing it, please don't abandon us. <laughs> and uh, but you just kind of wondered. I think I even said this on the show. Like what is going on, like behind the scenes? Because they were really promising, strong on Twitter about how this game was like ready to go. And we're just in like you know testing phase. It's like great, and then we get this like within the first five minutes, at least for me, I'm like, how is this even <laughs> released? Um, and so it makes you wonder like okay, maybe he knows, um, like, he doesn't want this to happen again. Uh, maybe with the other games that are being released, the same shareholders are in and they have the same expectations and he does want to be behind the reins. I mean, maybe it is important for him to to step back or to assume this other position and go like, no, we can't have these expectations if we want to avoid whatever, you know, this happening a second time in a row. Um, so maybe a consultant is is where he should be.
0: Yeah, especially if it's if it's about his well-being. I mean, I think yeah. that, that he has to look out for his health. He has to look out for his family. And, like, you know, if he's been in the business for 30 years, he's probably, especially as the joint CEO, he's probably pocketed a pretty Retirement. substantial amount yeah. of coin, you know, just based off the Witcher games alone. Right. So, yeah. you know, we'll have to see what happens. Pivoting from that, though, over to another gaming mm. uh event that has transpired. So the whole GTA six mm. hack situation that's going on, that was a, a big surprise to the gaming community. So like, um, apparently there was this teenager. My understanding is, is just based off the articles I've read. There was a teenager from the UK who was like 17 years old, who managed to hack into, uh, Rockstar's ugh, Database, I guess and essentially steal, um, you know, a bunch of source code, a bunch of um, other sensitive materials, that sort of thing. And then I think some of it was was plastered online, and then he was trying to make money off of some of the other stuff and, you know, what have you. Anyway, that was totally legit because I work for 2K Games, and I can tell you that, like, the entire publishing umbrella like take two interactive, two K games. All of us, we like they had brand new security protocols the next day because of all this stuff that's going on, which is good. I mean, like that's what you have to do. You have to pivot when you have some kind of breach like that. And um I also heard about how I believe that person was apprehended. They found oh, out wow. where they lived, where where he lives in the UK, and and I th- I believe he's been arrested and everything else. So, I mean, hey, at least. There is that, but...
1: Hands off me, mate. Hands off me. Hands- <laughs> Get off me, you wanker. Get off me, bruvs. All right? <laughs> I don't mean nothing by it, I swear. <laughs> there ain't no laws against hacking the video game company, eh? Oh. <laughs> You've got the wrong man. I keep telling you. <laughs> oh, really? Because we got... Grand Theft Auto six posters all over your wall, mate. Yeah. Yeah. He starts running out.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I do think it's worth noting that that kind of thing, unfortunately has been happening on a more and more regular occurrence. I mean, Mm. if if we were to think of a lot of the other types of uh, publishers and studios over just the last few years, I mean, Sony's been hacked. If you think of Capcom, they've been hacked. Um, several others as well i I can't think of all of them off top of my head but it is kind of a a concerning issue because there seems to be kind of well first of all there's this obsession with trying to find out what it is that these studios are working on because you have these big fans of these games and but also you have this kind of bragging rights where like if you are able to successfully hack into one of these studios and steal intellectual property then suddenly it's like oh wow you know like that 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 hacker is so hardcore. But see, the problem is, is that, um, and this, this is where um, I really feel passionate about is you have a large group of people who for years are Mm -hmm. working on a particular game, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they're putting their blood, sweat and tears into making this game. They're putting all kinds of like different ideas. Some are original, some maybe not so much, but like there's just an awful lot of effort that goes into it with the idea that someday they'll be able to finally reveal to the world and announce, Mm. hey, this is the game that we've been working for four years, five years, six years, seven years, eight years of our lives, Mm. and we want you to check it out. And what those hackers do is is they effectively (coughs) rob that team of doing that. You know, and so, like, when they plaster all that stuff, like online, for instance, it's like, well, okay, first of all, it's half done, So thanks a lot, whoever you are. You know, you just plastered like work in progress, half done stuff. But then also too, I mean, it's just such a bummer because it's like, you know, I don't think the majority of the gaming community wants this kind of thing to happen. I don't think they want to actually see this type of stuff in that form. I think they want to wait for the big reveal. I know I do. I think you do as well. I mean, I I think it's, I don't know. It's just kind of a, a, a lame thing for certain people to do
1: yeah i was reading some of the comments um and people were like oh the game doesn't even look that great the game doesn't look and and people were (laughs) <laughs> commenting on that, it's not done yet. Who I mean, yeah. you know so much, ma- how many more years? Oh yeah, of production it's going to take. I mean, yeah, you got to have something to put out there to match what the storyboard is. You know, have a com- you know your own little internal committee go. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Or yeah, it wouldn't didn't play out the way we wanted it to. Or maybe we should sharpen this. Maybe we should do that. I mean, they haven't even announced. I mean, I guess they were, were they had to be working on it, but they haven't announced anything really. No. on it whatsoever. And so, I mean, everything is a toss-up in the air right now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I want to see the finished product. I want them to take their time. I don't want them to rush it. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think Rockstar is known for rushing really anything. Um, they take their time. So, But it, it's unneeded damage control. I mean, that, someone's got to come out and go, look, we don't appreciate this. The game's not done yet. Just state the obvious. And like, oh, man. Well, and what's crazy, too, is that like, like in this instance... It was a 17 year
0: old yeah it's not like some 20 something year old or 30 something year old or 40 something year old it's like no it's like a pimply faced teenager who happens to be really good at hacking <laughs> and my thing is, is like gosh uh, are you that bored like what? to go do something else you don't think i can do it yeah watch me <laughs> hold my dr pepper uh, look at this done watch <laughs> i don't know and, and you know, from a a purely like technical standpoint, sure. I mean, like yeah, if you're able to do something like that, then you know, congratulations. like you know you've you've clearly gotten to a point of being able to hack into uh, other companies and stuff. but I mean, it for what? Like like you now have like basically pissed off like the entire gaming community. and once again, like I said earlier, you've robbed. That special moment that's like, you know, you can't get you, you can kind of sort of get it back. But at the same time, it's just, you know, like even before that, like no one really officially knew that they were working on GTA six. It was assumed that they were, but they, but like they hadn't made to my knowledge anyway, they had not made some sort of official announcement. So, So, but, but at the same time, Hey, they're working on GTA six. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know rockstar is the type of studio who all of their games are phenomenal like they will they're the kind of company where based off of of their previous efforts and their clout they will release their games when they're ready i mean remember when uh, red dead redemption 2 Uh, Like people kept asking, when is this game going to be released? Or not even released, but when when is it going to be announced? When are we going to see a trailer for it, right? And it took years for them to come out for it. And then when it finally did, it was like the Jaws, the collective Jaws just hit the floor. Like we were
1: all just like blown away. I remember they released like some screenshots, like six screenshots. We're like, whoa, that looks amazing. And then the trailer came out. We just were, oh, no. Yeah, <laughs> and also I mean with the GTA series. It goes. No, with, like, I mean GTA
0: Five was the, was the last yeah. one. It's like it's one of the best selling games, yeah, if right. not the best selling yeah, game. Played I played a lot. You know, I actually don't know. Oh, well, I think Fortnite has made more money. Hmm. I think Fortnite is the highest grossing game, hmm. but GTA is right up there too. Um, anyway, ah. moving right along. <clears throat> Another, another development that is happening within the video game industry is that none other than Bonnie Ross has departed 343 Industries. Mm. That was another just like, what? What's happening? And um, she has been, I think, with 343 for the past seven years, I want to say. And then on top of that, she's actually worked for Microsoft Mm for at least another 20 years on top of that. Something something in that range. But she started at Microsoft. Then when, when Bungie left, and then they they put together this team, that's 343, she then became the studio head and has basically been in charge um, over like Halo 4, Halo 5, and now Halo in- Infinite. I want to say there may have been like a Halo ODST game or something that maybe she was overseeing as well. But she oversaw
1: that Master Chief collection. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So, what do you think of that, Steve? I'm okay with that, Russ. Ah! I am okay with that, Russ! Um, I mean, I uh, wasn't a fan of Halo 4, wasn't a fan of Halo 5. Uh, you gotta think the buck stops with her, in a way. Mm-hmm. Can't really pass the buck too much. I mean, even with uh, Halo Infinite and in finite... um. You know, we had that whole debacle of okay, here's the big reveal, like we were just talking about, and then the fan base goes, "You're giving us that as next gen? <laughs> you sure. <laughs> you want us to be excited?" And then they had to go back and work on it for another year and then re-release it. Um, I mean, you know, she's heading up that all that stuff, all that stuff that uh, that controversy. Yeah. Um. So I am okay with it. Wish her well. Yeah, Looking forward to new talent stepping in and maybe uh, doing a better job. I agree. I think that, um, you know, I, I, really when it
0: comes to the fate of Halo, I mean, I think a lot of people are concerned at this point, wondering, okay, what does the future hold? Just because this is one of the most beloved franchises. Right. I personally liked Halo 4. Ah. I did not care for Halo 5. I didn't like Halo 5. Halo Infinite, from a campaign standpoint, it was like I enjoyed playing it, but you could tell that they were playing safe. It was almost like a, a revisit to the very first Halo game, where it's like, oh look, like here's yet another Halo ring, and and I think there are certain things that need to go on with the world itself. You know, I, in my opinion, I think that they need to get away from the Covenant, get away from the Brutes. You know, there's a whole universe out there. This is something that that we've talked about. Uh, At great length um, in previous episodes, as we were talking about our experiences with Halo Infinite, but the idea being that, like you know, they have almost kind of crippled themselves as a team by constantly staying within this area of Covenant brutes, Halo rings. uh, I don't know, like like they need to break the break the chains and have fun exploring more of uh, outer space and the the galaxies and. Mm. So on and so forth and stuff. And so we'll see. I mean, like whoever comes in to take over as studio head, hopefully will be um, some kind of gaming veteran. Um, I mean, honestly, I know this is this is not just not, yeah, it's not going to happen. Phil Spencer. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> what I was going to say is, is that, you know, uh, my fantasy is that somehow, some way Bungie, would come back, which is not going to happen because Sony uh, is now uh, in charge of of Bungie, <laughs> so that that dream is died. But yeah, that that was the one thing I was holding out hope for, just because they are the ones who spawned Halo
1: into our collective conscience. Well, it doesn't have to be like Bungie taking over again. It could be like one of the one of the main people, <laughs> one of the henchmen. <laughs> I <laughs> want a clone. Yeah. Uh, you know, basically one of the staff who worked on like the original Halo games could come over and like just take the take the seat. Well, if you recall in Halo Infinite Oh yeah. The
0: I can't remember the gentleman's name. Now I but know what
1: you're talking about. He was the the
0: the writer on the um, yeah. the Bungie Halo games. They brought him in. And, you know, I think he made a pretty penny yeah. on that. There, Steve. He who shall not be named. Well, no, yes. he who I cannot <laughs> remember to name. Uh, but I see his face. <laughs> but no, I mean, and that you know to his credit, like oh, with yeah. him being on there, the story itself actually you know wasn't bad it it was pretty decent but again it could have been better and i think it's a result of them just it's almost this weird like second guessing like the studio was second guessing every decision and it crippled them to like not take more creative risk sounds about right Mm. Mm. in addition
1: to that news
0: google to no one's surprise whatsoever Uh has announced that they are abandoning their Stadia platform. Peace out. You know what's interesting about that particular announcement? No, I don't, Ross. I'm going to tell you, Steve. Hmm. Google has so much money. I mean, they're like another one of those Microsoft-type companies where they have billions upon
1: billions of dollars. Oh,
0: man. But see, I think a lesson, a valuable lesson... Teach us was learned um, oh, yeah. in Google's case, and that is that the video game industry is not an easy industry to break mm, into. No, and furthermore, oh, no. there needs to be um, certain criteria that is respected because of like the the deep roots of tradition that uh, you know coincide with that. One of them being that if you're going to launch a platform, even if it's a virtual platform, is you have to have a number of first-party studios making exclusive games for that platform that will Mm. help drive members of the video game community to your platform and thus create customer captivity. And I think they were kind of, sort of, attempting to do that, but it never really took off and never really caught any Mm. kind of traction. Traction's important. All I can tell you right now is that Google is tasting that humble pie. But at the same time, I don't (laughs) think they're really going to care. Honestly, I mean, they are are so rich. They have so much money. It was like, I mean, Stadia was probably like a pet project to them. They're like, oh, that didn't work out. Whatever. Okay, move on. Well, Ross.
1: Better to have tried and lost than have never tried at all. That's true. Stop trying to poke me. (laughs) I'm not trying to poke you. I'm trying to grab you. (laughs) trying to grab (laughs) grab a... Punk of fat. So you're trying
0: to grab. <laughs> I'm trying to grab myself a Steven cinnamon roll. Ah. You got one.
1: <laughs> anyway, Russ. Um, we all knew that was gonna happen. Put some frosting on. Man. Oh man. <laughs> I don't need any frosting.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I, oh, right. Back I think that, uh, yeah. in terms of. What our prognosis was at the time. It was like, yeah. I think, I think at best we were a bit skeptical, but at the same time, like I, I wasn't willing to like say, well, this is never ever gonna work out. I, I was. I definitely had kind of a <laughs> wait and see, like just kind of like, <laughs> yeah. all right, so they've got this thing going on. Yeah. Are they gonna make the right choices in order to make this a success or not? And apparently they did not yeah. predicted it. Indeed.
1: <laughs> From day one, Russ. I knew it was going to... Well, I hate to be a pessimist. No, I don't. I knew it was going to fail. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry. Try again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cheers. <sighs> cheers. Oh, I yeah. barely hear that. Okay. That's okay. That's okay. Mm. Just wet your whistle there, Steve. <sighs> Little sugar water, what? Refreshing. Your whistle, Steve. There's no ice cubes in these. I'm up, I'm sorry. I ran out of time. I
0: normally I have very fashionable spherical ice cubes that I place in these, and it really I would say it improves the the taste of the water. It's
1: definitely more of a sound of clunking. Yes. Yes. the C- water clink. tastes a bit cooler, of course, and more Ooh. crisp. Oh, good. Oh, that was a long one. Mm. Ooh, long and steady. Mm. That's what you're known for, isn't it? <laughs> they call me the stalwart.
0: So, uh, on a more sad note, um, there was a big artist that um, passed away yeah. this week. Uh, his name is Kim Jung ji and uh, this was uh, a particular artist that uh, I actually a friend of mine intro- introduced me to him, but but introduced me to his work as he had some of uh, like, like the sketchbooks or whatever else. And and from that moment on, um, as I began to do more research into this particular gentleman, um, he was internationally known. I mean, he, he really took off within the uh, the comic book space, the video game space. Um, I would probably would think even some of the the visual effects houses and whatnot, but what was so neat was how he was just, he seemed to constantly be on tour. He was on world tour all the time because he was being invited to, um, like, say, for instance, like these AAA video game studios where they would have uh, a whole wall, like a big blank white wall that they would want to him to to draw. They probably hired him to do so, but like draw like this epic mural. And that was one of his biggest things was from memory. I mean, he wasn't looking at anything he would just, he would, and he had like his, his kind of cool, like special inks and his ink brushes and stuff is he would start from nothing. And in his mind, I mean, he would start to create this entire composition, this whole scene. It was like, I mean, it could, it could have been like maybe a busy bustling uh, Japanese farmer's market uh, area and and I mean he would just be having all these characters that existed within this this composition and then all these different types of uh, buildings and cars and like I mean you you would get so immersed in just a single piece of his art and it was just amazing to watch as this whole thing kind of slowly unfolded. If you go on YouTube, there are plenty of videos also that you know some some of them are, are time-lapsed, so that way you can kind of see like as sure. he's building this stuff right. out, but. No, um, he. I believe he was actually en route to New York for the New York City Comic Con that's going on this weekend. And he was complaining of chest pains when he arrived uh, in New York and um, he went to the hospital. Unfortunately, he had a heart attack and passed away at age 47, which, I mean, my goodness, like that is way too soon. It's terrible. Um, and yeah, it, it's a it's a heartbreaking situation because... Um, his, I mean, if you were to go on Twitter, for example, or or Instagram, any social media and you, what I think is, is really interesting is how like all of the concept artists and concept designers that I follow were, were putting up their condolences and respect and whatnot, um, for him and his family. And you can, you can just tell like, like what, what such a huge inspiration and impact that he had on, um the creative community, uh, in general. And I just, I don't know. I, I, um, I wished that we could have had him come to our particular studio. I've never seen him do his thing in person. Um, I've only seen the videos and, and, uh, you know, that that's kind of a bummer uh, because I would have loved to have been in the presence of that level of talent but yeah, you have folks like Jim Lee who uh, yeah I was going to ask you about him. Yeah, yeah Jim Lee was, was also one of the, the people who uh, was has been very vocal in, in expressing his sadness for uh, uh, this gentleman's passing. So um, I mean, if for nothing else, just uh, it's it, it reminds me of how important it is to just you know live life to the fullest. You never know when your time is up, and uh, how important it is that. Uh, you know, if if you have certain opportunities, or if you or if there are folks in your life or whatever, it's so it's just so important to voice, you know, like like if, if you've been meaning to tell somebody something, tell yeah. them, you know, like like hug the ones you love. Yeah, you got to seize the day every day, and I think that oftentimes just the um, the daily minutia can cause one to. I have the blinders on, you know, and I get it. It's life. It's, it is what it is, but man, like, like when you have um, something like this happen, you're just like, my goodness, like, okay, what truly matters in life? Like, how, <laughs> how can I recalibrate myself? So anyway, um, it goes without saying, I mean, for us, like we, we also extend our, our condolences to his family. So, uh, so the, The biggest event, uh, which is actually our topic of the day for this particular episode, is the fact that Ryan Reynolds dropped a huge announcement on social media, which was pretty brilliant, in my opinion, for Deadpool 3. Deadpool 3. You know, I got to say, Ryan has been this really shrewd marketer. In a sense that like he doesn't necessarily go through like the big razzle dazzle channels instead he really knows how to leverage social media to his advantage and I think he's almost become uh notorious I want to say like j- just in terms of like any time I mean it could be for his aviation gin that he's always peddling or maybe it's for the movie that is in or whatever but like first of all he's so funny he's so sharp um he's able to take any kind of situation and just run with it and i i I mean every time he has something that's on there even if it's like purely an ad i'll stop and watch it because it's so good
1: well i think there's a a character of ryan reynolds that is always ryan reynolds or at least that he presents to the camera like all the time which is like that oh yeah nice I'm Ryan Reynolds. Sort of thing like, you know, who, who cares about the explosions behind me? You know, you're paying attention to me right now. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, And so I think people are naturally attracted to that because, well, he's a good looking chap. Oh, yeah. Um, Plus, he's a nice guy. Uh, I mean, he's not insulting, you know. And so people, I think they're naturally gravitated to him. And um, uh, if you throw in some, some humor on top of that, then I think it's a uh, re- recipe for success. Yes. Um, and then you throw in a, a little Huey Jacks oh, on yeah. top of that. And then you got a milkshake of desire, us. Well, and, that, and I thought, what's? Well, well, uh, <laughs> oh, what are you <laughs> even saying, Ryan? not even know. See, I just,
0: I totally had like a moment where my brain just stopped computing because I'm so excited about this. Hmm. I love how in that social media post, you see Ryan Reynolds just sitting on a couch and it, it, you know, the setup is very, like you said, it's, hmm. it's very Ryan Reynolds. And, you know, you see this kind of montage play out of him doing certain kind of like, you know, tropey, cliche types of things, like when he's trying to figure out what the story of for Deadpool 3 should be. And then just nonchalantly, as Ryan's just staring at the camera, sitting on the couch, you see Hugh Jackman walk behind him, uh, behind the couch, looking like he just got up from a nap or something. Yeah. And you and Ryan Reynolds is just like, well... Uh, what do you think, Hugh? You, you want to be in the next Deadpool movie? He's like, and and he didn't even look at the camera. He's like, yeah, sure, right, oh, whatever. And going up the stairs and stuff. I, I thought that was so well played because it was so understated, and it's been something that everybody has been fantasizing about. Right? Is like, first of all, the fact that Hugh Jackman. Had hung up his claws, so ah. to speak, after Logan. I mean, that was well publicized that he was just done. Like he was, you know, he's he he said he was feeling like he was getting too old for the role, and Never. you know everything else. And and uh, you know every, everybody really enjoys him as as uh, Wolverine. And uh, but on top of that, if you recall. There was one particular movie. I don't know. If, I can't remember if it was X Men or if it was a Wolverine movie. But Ryan Reynolds was in fact Deadpool, and it was like the first. And that was a that was a Wolverine movie. It was a Wolverine movie. Okay, yeah. that one unto itself was such a disservice to the character, but also Ryan Reynolds, because if you remember how like they took away his mouth, and you're like, dude, like that. What part of Merc with a mouth do you not understand? Like that is the Deadpool like basic slogan for crying out loud, and so. You know, I think that they, ever since that time, have always secretly wanted to have, like, kind of a redo. Yeah. And this is definitely it. And I, I for one, just really cannot wait. And I think, too, like, just over the years, like, they've really cultivated this fun online relationship where they're, you know, sparring back and forth, and they have, like, these... It's almost like these, like, episodic uh, tit-for-tat
1: kind of stuff, which is really entertaining. Yeah, I wonder where that came from, because that kind of... I mean... After, well, I guess like maybe maybe it started after Hugh and Hugh Jackman said he wasn't going to hang up the claws. But maybe it started before that. I'm not really sure. I can't remember. But yeah, they, I mean, they were talking about it. And everyone's going like, oh, that'd be a good idea. You guys going to do something? And like nothing would ever happen year after year after year after year. And so I, I think people just kind of gave up hope. And so uh, with this video with Ryan going like, oh, I was trying to find so much inspiration. And he goes, then I just came back with nothing at all (laughs) empty head you know empty mind empty thoughts here you want to be (laughs) and so but i mean that that one thing was just enough to i mean we you we saw it at the same time oh it set the internet on
0: fire like i mean everybody it was one of those like again when, when i was talking about him being like a shrewd uh marketer like that was brilliant because the word of mouth spread like wildfire. Hey, have you seen the new trailer? It wasn't even a trailer, but have you, have you seen Ryan Reynolds post on Instagram or whatever, you know? And you know, by the next day it was like, everybody was talking about it. Everybody had seen it. And he was even saying in that, that particular video about how he was sorry that they missed D 23. Cause that was like the big thing that Disney does where like Marvel's a big part of that. He, he didn't have anything that was ready. Whether or not that's true remains to be seen. I just, I give them respect over how brilliant that whole delivery was. And uh, it's just fun. It's just, it's so fun. And I think, oh, yeah, okay. honestly, yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that a large reason why this was able to work. Why is that, Russ? Is due to Kevin Feige.
1: Mm. Messing everything up? Oh, wait, what?
0: <laughs> no, like, like if you recall, he was instrumental in getting like the X Men franchise from 20th Century mm. Fox into the MCU staple, mm. and so now that they have the rights to the character and that sort of thing, I, and as well as Deadpool, if you, if you, re, that's what's interesting. Both Deadpool and Logan were properties uh, of 20th Century Fox, mm. and now they have both come into the fold, and uh, and I just think that the. The right people in charge have seen the potential, Steve. Well, One can only them. hope, Russ.
1: Here's what here's what I think mm. is... Um, D 23 is not really the place to announce a Deadpool movie. That's true. Because you got princesses and children and, like, little mermaids and Hocus Pocus and, you know, Marvel babies. 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 <laughs> um, you know... I, baby's arms holding apples (laughs) (laughs) and not to mention i mean you know yeah okay there's some star wars stuff and there's some marvel stuff but i mean it's been so just kind of shallow surface level really that um i I think it would have less of an impact well no Uh, (gasps) d23 all together would have less of an impact because if they announced the Deadpool thing, there'd be no other news, literally. Like, no one would be paying attention of anything else. I know I'm kind of overgeneralizing here, but, like, the fans like you and me, that's all we would talk about. So, yeah, we, we did look at everything at D23, but then now this is the only talk of the town. Yeah. And I think that Disney really needed a shot in the arm for Marvel Phase 4. Not to mention the fact that doing it this way gave them
0: their own platform. They weren't having to compete with all of the deluge of other announcements that D23 had. Right. They waited a few weeks until that kind of died down. Then when right. they, oh, <laughs> one more thing, by the way. I just love it. I think the whole thing is, is smart. And I just, man, I cannot. Like, those two gentlemen have such fun chemistry between the two of them. I cannot wait to see them both in their respective costumes and just beating the crap. I mean, can you imagine the level of gore and fatality just over-the-top grossness going on?
1: With the slicing and dicing? Oh, yeah. Um, but then they came out with a second one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you see that like, Oh, I'm, I'm letting you I'm ra- Okay. I'm letting you <laughs> run with it, Steve. Um <laughs> Ow So Uh Then They came back on screen And they said Okay well let's tell you We're gonna tell you about About the movie And then like the music came on And drowned them out And then You could tell like you know There's gonna be some action And some punishment Between Wolverine and Deadpool You know Some stabbing of the claws In the head Uh huh um, um, and they are both really getting into it, especially Hugh Jackman, which was very encouraging. Oh yeah. And <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll do a third one, but they've also released a couple of like, you know, just the posters of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Dead, the Deadpool glove and Wolverine's glove, like holding hands with the claws out or like, you know, both of them are making like a little heart I posted it in our, I saw that Facebook page. Good job, Steve. <laughs> I'll give you your Skittles later. Peanut m ms maybe? Sure. <laughs> like those. I do, too. Kind of tired of the original ones, though. Just like the peanut ones. Oh, I'm all about the peanut ones. Give me the peanut m ms yeah, Russ. I am a
0: peanut m M&M m fan. Ah,
1: See so the, the... Peanuts. The salty with the sweet combo. Ooh. That's
0: where it's at. That's right, Russ. Hmm. Hmm. Did they say when the movie is coming out, did they give a release date? Or was it just simply just a hype announcement? Hype announcement, Rose.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: I wonder if Hugh Jackman is going to finally, finally don the 90s Wolverine outfit. Like the uh, yellow and brown,
1: you know? Or no, brown and orange? No, you know what's yellow? It's like a dark, dark there's yellow. One, well, no, there's a brown one it's kind of like brown it's kind of like earth tony is really yeah what it is um and then there's one where it's yellow and he's got like the like the, the black uh well okay so that was the 90s that was that was the update where it was
0: like yeah. bright yellow bright yellow with black and like a little bit of blue in I like, there too i like the earth tone though. i do too Ugh, earth, yeah great. it was like the yeah. brown orange yellow yeah give me that one i want that one what I if they choose one. the yellow one though I'm honestly, I'm fine with either for this particular movie. If I had a choice, if they came up to me and said, hey, Russ, which one do you want? I'm like,
1: oh, dude.
0: Yeah, give me, give me that one right there. But, you know. Yeah, give me Brown I'm... or Get Out of Town.
1: Yeah, exactly. Nah, they were, that didn't rhyme too well. Rhymed better in my head. I can't wait, Steve. I can't wait. It's going to be good. It's going to be so good. It's going to be great, Russ. <sighs> Hopefully it comes out next year. That'd be great. That'd be great Tur. Don't, don't, think, don't, 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 don't make us like. wait to
0: 2024 it's gonna it's gonna come out in 2024.
1: Th- think about the
0: sheer amount of CG that they're gonna have to do for that movie don't skimp out on the CG they're probably gonna be finishing up with principal photography in 2023 but yeah they're gonna need time <laughs> to put together everything they're gonna do for that
1: I dude I cannot wait for this movie yeah no
0: it's gonna be so good it's gonna be so funny and honestly like like if this was like kind of like the final Deadpool movie. Well, I mean, if for nothing else, it's it it completes the Deadpool trilogy. And I got to say, I have absolutely loved the first two Deadpool movies. This is going to be a fantastic way to cap off that trilogy. And then on top of that, my hope, and I'm sure your hope is as well, is that, uh, you know, the next kind of big grand Avengers type of uh, situation, uh, Secret Wars, Hopefully Deadpool will then uh be a part of that particular movie as well because that would just be ah uh, be
1: so good, Steve. I wonder if they'll have uh cable back. Hopefully. Hmm. I mean again, like
0: cable Josh Brolin was so funny in the second movie. The second Deadpool movie where, like <laughs> the the just the relationship between him and Deadpool was just topical. It was fantastic. Yes, there there are a number of characters that can be leveraged for this, and
1: oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. It's gonna be good, Russ. Yeah. Hopefully, twenty twenty four balance things out with uh, this this year with crappy, blackluster kind of movies, but we need a good movie year. We do. We need. We if we yeah. haven't
0: had a a banner movie year in a while, I would say. But, I mean, this year did give us Top Gun Maverick. One movie.
1: (sighs) One. In that case, you only need one.
0: That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm, where you can enjoy exclusive perks, And early access to the show, not to mention it continues to financially help us do Joygasm. Also, be sure to click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm. It drops once a week, every week. And while you are at it, do a search for at Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. We're on all of them. Last but not least... Do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Mm. Central Time. We look forward to hanging out with all of you next week when we, hopefully, will be able to have some uh, Overwatch. That's right. some TLC with Overwatch 2. Overwatch
1: 2. Later. Bye. <laughs>